Do you smell that? It's stuffy nose season, bitches. Happy Sunday and welcome back to Brunch with Desby. It is, tis, tis it, tis it is, tis it is the tits, tits season. It is the tits season of stuffy noses. And it is starting off strong because I believe that my house is still set way too fucking low on the thermostat. I don't know what you guys feel and what comes to your mind when I say perfect house temperature. For my mom, that is living in like a fucking sauna. Okay, my mom's house consistently is 76 degrees plus. Plus. And I say that because even in the summer, bitch, her house is fucking hot. Now you come over to my neck of the woods. My perfect temperature is a solid 70. Ever since I've had kids, I've had to adjust that to 71. (laughs) And I only say that because I hate it when it's too cold. Like when I can feel Archie's feet being cold, I feel bad. But let me tell you, I will bundle my kids up inside before I drop that, well, not even drop, before I put that temperature higher, period. But with that being said, I have a, I don't have like a stuffy nose, but I'm, I'm fucking cold. I'm fucking cold sitting here, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. On the side of the house that I also record on, it's like cold as shit. I'm like, do these vents not work? Like, I don't know. I literally don't know. It's cold as shit in the winter, hot as shit in the summer. It, like it, it just doesn't add up to me. Um, so anyways, I, pr- I should probably adjust that today because fall is falling. Let me tell you that the other day, um, last week we had the first day of fall and I don't know if you know where you're, where you live and where you're listening, if you have all four seasons, but fall came on the day of fall. Like it, it genuinely knocked on the door and said, Hey, d- did you call? Because I heard this is my day. And ever since that day, we have not had a day over probably 68 maybe was maybe a high and that's great. I mean, fall is my favorite, but I don't know if you've realized this again, if you live in a four season state, fall is approximately 21 days. (laughs) So we have only about 15 days left until it's fucking winter. That's how it feels. So a lot of great things coming up, obviously happy October. I cannot believe September already came and went already came. September came and now we're done. Um, so it really just pumped and dumped us. And here we are in October before we know it, guys, we're going to be gobbling Thanksgiving dinner. And then we are going to be sitting with our hot cocoa and our marshmallows in our matching pajama sets, because that's what we do now as families on Christmas day. Pretty nuts. So I hope you guys are off to a spooky start to October. And speaking of spooky, do not forget merch is back, bitch. Uh, you guys have been waiting for this. And so have I, because spooky time only comes around once a year. Now there, there's, there's people out here who spook all year. Where's my hot topic kids. Yep. 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 You guys are spooky all year and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But for me, spooky season starts October 1st. So we have new merch. We have a new design. Um, we wanted to revamp the merch from last year as well. So dying for a fat ass, spooky bitch. We have, um, I hope they serve pre-workout in hell and then our new design, obviously. So make sure you guys go get that. Okay. It's, it's available all month, spooky season. And, um, I'm actually drinking my coffee right now out of my spooky bitch mug. And I love it because it's like all black with a little ring of white. 
And then you have the skeleton kind of in this coffin-esque look, spooky bitch. I don't know. It's just, it's fun. If you don't like cuss words, I'm sorry, but spooky bitch is going to be here forever. Okay. So, um, very excited. Uh, I will be very stoked to have, um, all of you guys be in your spooky merch during spooky season right? Um, other big things up, uh, for this episode, we have a, we have a big sister talk today. Some of you guys out there might not have a sister. Some of you guys out there might not listen to your sister, which, you know, we've all been there, but at the end of the day, I'm here to be whoever that is for you. Maybe it's not a big sister chat, but maybe it's, maybe it's just a mom chat. Maybe it's a close friend chat, whatever it is. I'm here to give you guys some advice and probably, probably the best advice probably the best advice. I'm going to pat myself on the back and say that I'm pretty good at giving advice. I'm not good at, I'm not good at practicing what I preach. I think we're all that way. When we all get asked, how do you do this? Or can you help me? Tell me we don't all share the best wisdom and never follow it ourselves, right? Like wit is such a toxic trait to be a good talker and not a good performer. (laughs) So I'm excited to chat with you guys today, answer some questions, give you some unbiased ideas. I feel like sometimes when you just ask a question like, hey, I hate my sister-in-law, what do I do? Asking someone who also has no idea who these people are, like an unbiased, just no extra info, just shooting it straight, I feel like is always fun to listen to. Cause you're like, damn, that's a good point. Um, You know, whatever. So we have that today. Also coming up this week, I I think I'm supposed to be going to Austin, Texas. As of right now, I'm not sure. (laughs) I told you guys a few weeks ago, I was supposed to go or I'm going to Austin, Texas for a Tula event, Tula Skincare, Code Desby. And I've sent them over all my information. They they told me everything, you know, that I I need to send them, but I haven't heard back. Um, So we'll see, (laughs) I guess stay tuned, stay tuned on my story and see if I go. Um, I'm pretty nervous though with, with obviously the idea that as of right now, I'm still going, I'm a little bit nervous because it's, it's a lot of pumping. And I don't know if you guys have ever pumped before. Like if you're a mom, you understand the the vibe of like having to pump, but I'm just, I'm not ready to give up my, my breastfeeding journey, but it's really a pain to think about having to pump for two days straight. Like that, that is really painful to think about only because I've done it before and it, it has traumatized me to be very just honest. Like it's just not been fun. So, um, a little bit anxious for that, but I'm really excited. They said that a clothing brand called Vici dolls. I'm sure you guys have maybe heard of it before. They are actually like sponsoring, like co-sponsoring the event with Tula. So we get like clothed by them. So cool. Right? Like I, we, I got to pick out two outfits and And yeah, and then we get to go VIP to, is it ALC Fest? I know it's not ACL Fest. (laughs) Or is it? I don't know. Austin City Limit. Oh, wait. Yeah, ACL. It's Anterior Cruciate Ligament Festival. Um, Shout out to my ACL girlies. So I'm really excited. Um, I, I hope I can just put myself out there. Sometimes I get really hesitant in new groups of people. I, I've slowly but surely become a little bit better, but I can easily just get really scared that people are going to hate me. Like, it sounds silly. I feel like we all get it. Like you get me. If you go into a new place and you're like, oh my gosh, like, am I being annoying? Am I being too loud? Am I being too blah, 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 blah. But I think like when you go in somewhere and you're just like, too, like you're, you are you, do you, it's like, 
you'll attract the people you're supposed to, you know, at the end of the day. So hopefully I can come away with maybe some new connections, new friends, maybe someone I can bring on the podcast and, um, have some new adventures there. So we'll see how that goes. Stay tuned. Um, this week we have two really big launches happening. We have the Paragon Rome collection, R O A M. Like we're roaming, no cell service. I'm roaming. And then we have buff bunny undead. Let's start with the good news. Paragon's Rome collection. All right. I really love this because we have new like half dome, which is really funny because I'm sorry. This is a side note. I, the word dome to me reminds me of giving and sucking dick. I'm sorry. Like, I'm so sorry to put that in your head. But when I say like dome, it reminds me of high school when we would refer to like sucking balls, not balls. You can know what I'm saying. So anyways, uh, we have the half dome legging. Um, we have some new keyhole, like crop tops. We have some new long sleeve crop tops, all in 25 inch legging. But there's something about the naked, naked legging that stays low, like the fabric stretches well. So even though it says 25 inches, like I am actually pretty comfortable with the length and that's shocking because I am not a 25 incher. Okay. Let me tell you that. Um, but I really love it. As always, we have these really basic colors in a good way, um, but they're all new naked sets. And you guys know I go fucking hard for the naked Reluna fabric. Um, also what's really cool is we have like these new kind of track hoodies, um, for, for sake of calling them, I think they're called technically nylon. So nylon altitude, you have a packable jacket and then you have a short. So they're very much like a, I don't want to call it like a crunchy material, but they're, they're not, they're not soft. I don't know. Like, are you, are you catching the description, like, I don't know, but you can look at the pictures online. I'll make sure I link it. Um, really love it though. Uh, again, we have a really nice, it kind of reminds me of like a hiking collection. Let's just call it that a hiking collection. Um, but the new, um, the new half dome, the new half dome leggings are really comfortable and they're not double seamed. So when they stop at your hips, all they do is cinch. There's not like an extra seam there. I just, I really love it. A lot of beautiful colors. Um, we have an echo color, which is like a blue, a moss, like a greenish black as always. And then we have that sepia color in the, um, altitude jacket and shorts. Like I told you, so really loving that as always does be for 11% off. I'm pretty sure I'm one of the only people that you can get 11% off. I've I'm grandfathered into 11% off because I've been with them for so fucking long. Like I think five, six years. So that's that. Oh, okay. Now bad news. <laughs> the buff bunny undead collection. By this point I have done my unboxing. So you should know my pretty, um, my, my, my very honest review and thought process. This is coming out on Saturday. So the eighth, 2 PM EST Paragon, I'm sorry, is coming out Thursday, October 6th. So the undead collection, they have a, a, a pretty awkward variety of colors and prints. It, it's kind of a, a mixture of like an everything collection, um, some different colorways, some different materials. It, it, it's kind of a random launch. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. It's, it's not necessarily a spooky, spooky collection. It's kind of a mixture of just like random. 
Okay. With, with all due respect. And that's okay. Like we're, it, it, it's fine. Okay. But there's a few different leggings that have come out with this new Argyle print kind of looks like Alice in Wonderland to me. And then we have like this Samba legging that kind of looks like you're wearing underwear. And then we have like the rebel leggings and some revolution leggings that just have this like holographic look with the Elysium fabric. And it's just not my favorite, favorite vibe. Okay. So there's just a lot of random things going on. Now there's a few pieces that are back that I think you guys will love. The Ivy crop top is back. Solid colors. We have the heartbreaker sports bra, solid colors. Again, I think you'll love the seven C's top is back from the under the, under the C collection. Gonna love it. And then the candy wrap sports bra is back, which one of my favorite in, uh, solid colors. So there's a lot of really great things in this, like a few pieces that are like, fuck yeah, it's back. But the rest of it is just a little bit like, oh, okay. That, that's all I'm going to say. Like, it's not bad. It's just kind of like, oh, like, uh, yeah. Okay. So make sure you watch my unboxing and that, that launch is Saturday. Is there a piece or two that you could for sure get and be fucking happy with? hundred percent heartbreaker bra, the candy wrap sports bra, the legacy short, like there's always something, but overall collection like just not like not a bop to me. Um, but again, I always really applaud them for making their own designs and not like ripping them off of other people. So that's one thing. It's like, you know what? It might not be the best, but at least they're not fucking copying from everyone. And I'll, I'll give them that. You know what I mean? I feel like all the companies I work with do a really good job at being like themselves. I don't know. I, I just really love it. I'm really proud of the people that I'm partnered with. So anyways, that's the tea there. As for this week's recommendations, if you guys have not yet watched the Dahmer, like the monster Dahmer, like what is it called? Technically the like monster series of Dahmer, something like that. Crazy. Okay. I have a few mixed feelings about this because I've seen a lot of uproar about like, this isn't fair. Like the, the victims families are being like re-traumatized. Like, why are we glamorizing this X, Y, and Z? And I, I, it's such an interesting thing because why do we like to, why do we like to watch, right? Like it is a little dark, right? And I talked about this last episode. It's like, why do we like death? You know, like you're like, oh my God, babe, stop, 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 stop is that a new murder doc? Let's watch it. Like, why is that? Our, <laughs> why do we like that? I don't know. I think it's just so fascinating to think like, like what puts your mind there to do this shit? Right. And I think Dahmer specifically was so interesting because he was a fucking cannibal. He like, what the fuck? Can you um, like, what? I don't know. I just think it's really interesting. Okay. And I think we can all agree now with that being said, part of me did feel guilty watching it because I do feel for those victims families that are still living in well. But the, on the other hand, I think the, the overall series did just such a great job really breaking down the story of Glenda, um, who was the, the, the black woman in the story who lived right next to Dahmer as a neighbor. And I think it really gave her a voice and it also gave the victims an identity. Um, you know, we, I know I've grown up only knowing about Dahmer period. I just know who Dahmer is, right? I don't know who the fuck his 
victims are. I don't care. Right. Like it sounds bad, but like, I didn't, I didn't know. So now putting these victims to him and thinking of these victims more by name basis, it really humanized it. And and so I think that it did a great job at digging deep into that and also digging deep into the injustice of the, the police at that time of them not doing their fucking job. Like I, and I think that's very important to note during that time is the privilege that Jeffrey Dahmer just kept fucking walking around and taking the lives of these like homosexual men who were also of color, multiple colors. I mean, he, he really just killed anyone, but he did target colored communities. Um, and so I do think that that, that was an issue. Right. And I think they addressed it really well. So watch it if you want. At the end of the day, it is a public story and that's why people can take those stories and dramatize them without like an approval, you know, like it's public record. So again, I have indifferences on it, but I thought that it was very well played and put into perspective of remembering these victims and individuals and also noticing that time of history and how we've been able to evolve. And I think that that was important. They definitely played that well. Another thing I watched the bling ring. I've watched this movie, I believe on like fucking lifetime network or something, but I watched the documentary and oh boy, oh boy, did I, was I pissed off the whole fucking time? Let me tell you that it was interesting and I couldn't stop watching it. But the main dude, Nick Pergo or whatever the fuck his name was, dude, he did nothing but fucking piss me off the whole time. And the girl, Alexis Nyers, I remember their fucking TV show on E! I watched it. And so now connecting the dots, not knowing when I was younger, what technically what was going on. Amazing. Amazing to like see and put those dots together. I need to know if you guys are on Alexis's side or Nick's side. That's all I got to (laughs) say. But I will say it was really frustrating to to see the way that law enforcement handled that uh, that case as well. And that was only back in 2010. I might be off. I got a lot of numbers in my head right now. Okay. But that was just so recently. And so to see the way that that was handled in fucking Los Angeles, shame on them. Um, and it's crazy that they literally robbed class a celebrities and then at most served a fucking year, one year, one year in, in jail for stealing cars robbing celebrities, taking millions and millions of dollars worth of shit. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. That was, that's pretty fucked up. So highly, highly, uh, would tell you to highly recommended watching, but, um, you're not going to learn anything from it. Like you're not going to walk away like, wow, (laughs) life is great. So that was another thing. Um, the last one I will recommend is infamous in I N F A M O U S. Okay. Infamous on YouTube. It's a, it's a comedy special. I forgot what his name is. Andrew Scholes. Is it Scholes? Maybe something Scholes. Super fucking funny. Super comedic is all I'm going to say. Okay. If you guys can't look at a comedian nowadays and realize that, that their job is to be funny and make jokes and test boundaries 
and fucking laugh and just make our whole life funny, then don't watch. (laughs) But I personally, I love the art of comedy. I love comedians. I think that they, they do such a great job with delivery. It's funny. I need, we all need to just fucking laugh sometimes. Okay. We all need to just laugh it off. Can you ever just live in the world we do right now and go, man, what the fuck? Right? Like that's kind of the vibe, right? Like sometimes you just look around and you're like, what the fuck? Who am I right now? What is life right now? What, what is this? That's what I think comedians do a good job at is like allowing you to like hear it from another point of view and just, and just laugh about it. Just be like, dude, this is fucked up. So that's a really great um, documentary. It's actually interesting because Wyatt showed it to me and he was, he did this live recording for Netflix. And when he sent over this comedy special, like his final cut to Netflix, Netflix goes, Hey, you need to take X, Y, X, Y, X, Y out because it's too offensive. And the guy goes, what? Like the, the point of comedy is like to be offensive. Like it's, it's funny. You add humor to it. Like taking a comedian seriously is probably not what you should ever do. Right? So he said, F you Netflix. This is, this is funny. I'm taking like, no, I'm going to sell it myself. Like then no, you're not paying me or I'm paying you back, whatever. So he took his own comedy. He sold it on like his website or something. And then now he put it on YouTube for, and he has like 900 ads playing through it, but like, I don't give a shit. It was funny. It was worth watching and supporting him. And he ended up making like five times more than he would have on Netflix. So I just thought that was also like, you know what, power to him for, for doing what he felt called to do as in, as a comedian and also doing a good job and making more money go off. So anyways, that's my recommendation for the week. Last thing, skincare corner, bitch. I've been getting the utmost amount of questions again about my fucking under eyes. Guys, get with the fucking program and get yourself some Peter Thomas Roth eye gels. All right. This is the f- my favorite part of my skincare routine. Absolute favorite part. I love my cucumber gels and I love my gold ones. I also have like the water drench. They're called water drench. I have three of them. Okay. I rotate them. These are my pride and joy. And these are the, the epitome of budget for these. They make such a difference in the way that my eyes recover overnight, especially baby girl. I'm not sleeping. Okay. We're not sleeping. Archie's not sleeping. How can I keep my under eyes from fucking sinking in and turning black? All right. It's these. So if you haven't already get your eye gels, all right, you can get them on. You can literally get them on Amazon. That's where I get mine. I promise you the quality is exactly the same. They are the same brand. Okay. You're not getting screwed over at all. I promise. So that's what I use. I use the cucumber or the gold at night. And then in the morning, I've really enjoyed either using the cucumber again or the water drench ones that I told you. Um, I, I literally do use them every day, but even so they last me quite a while. I couldn't tell you the exact count of like gels per um, cup right now because I don't have them in front of, front of me, but I promise it's not like it's like a, a 10 day supply. Like these will last you and you'll enjoy them. So definitely go get yourself some eye gel. The last thing I would recommend, honestly, is just making sure that you guys are still using sunscreen as we're going into fall and winter. It The application doesn't have to be as frequent since we're not exposed to the highest amount of UV, um, but we should still be applying 
sunscreen specifically when we're outside for sure. I personally do even when I'm inside like twice a day, but that's me. That's how I choose to take care of my skin. But if you live in somewhere that stays sunny all year round, also make sure you're doing sunscreen all around. I'm more so talking to my Midwest chickies. Okay. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Join fit guide 1.0 with me. If you haven't, I'm almost done with my pre and postnatal certification. So excited. Obviously I already had pretty much all the information, but having a specific certification behind my name, I wanted to make sure I had that credential. And then the last thing I would say is let's get into the episode. Before we officially get into today's episode, I did want to thank my partners better help. Because of them, I have been getting better with help. BetterHelp is an online teletherapy program. And within a 72-hour period, you can be matched with your own personal therapist that is applicable to you and what you are going through. This is an app that is directly on your phone. You're able to communicate with your therapist right then and there. And they are also going to be licensed to you based off of your location. So this isn't a, this isn't no funny business. This isn't no, you know, not qualified people helping you. These are educated professionals there to listen to you. If you use code DESB at checkout, you are able to get 10% off of your first month, or you can use my link betterhelp.com slash DESB and you will get 10% off of your first month. I've been with BetterHelp for over a year and a half now and it has just really been a home away from home for me while I'm able to stay in my home. There's not a lot of licensed professionals near me that I would feel comfortable going to. And to be honest, I don't have the fucking time. So to be able to hop on my app and schedule a call when it is available to me is pretty huge and pretty awesome. So again, with code DESBY, you can get 10% off of your first month. And you can also click the link in the show notes description box link in bio and follow that as well. You'll fill out a questionnaire. And like I said, you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. So thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast and get better today. All right, you little shitheads. How are we doing out there today? How the fuck are we doing out there today? Okay, I hope you're doing good. Um, hey, let's take a drink together. I don't have water in front of me. I, I really should. I promise I'm gonna go chug a water after this, but I'm drinking my coffee out of my spooky bitch mug. Let's take a little sippy dip. All right, it's me, it's your big sister, it's your mom friend, it's your therapist. That's that's really what it comes down to. You know, I always tell you guys, hey, use BetterHelp, code DESB, 10% off your first month. No need for that anymore. Just pay me. No, I'm just kidding. That's totally illegal. That is a joke. That is a joke. Don't take that out of context. All right, so I wanted to go through a few of your guys' responses on the Instagram and share them back. If you guys don't follow Brunch with Des B on Instagram, please do it. I'm not super good at keeping up with the social media here, to be very honest. Like, it's hard for me to be on all 20 accounts that I run. <laughs> and that's a me problem, okay? That's not anyone's fault but my own. However, please make sure that you stay up to date. Um, check the stories once in a while. Drop a like. 
Um, and if anyone's looking to help me with the Instagram, feel free to email me. I will, we can talk payment. <laughs> okay. So let's get right into it. Um, and talk about this first one. Okay. Someone writes in this is literally the first one. And I was like, you know what? I owe it to, to this person to give a reply. How to handle a friend that's showing jealousy for you getting into a healthy relationship. I feel like this is a difficult line because you want to validate your friend's feelings of maybe never having a nurturing and healthy relationship, but it's also doesn't mean that she can treat you like shit or be extremely jealous and be a negative cancer to be around just because you have found that before her. Um, so that's really difficult because in my opinion, I think having someone like that who is having that level of toxicity in your life, for me, it's a, it's a cut them out. For me, it's a cut them out. For real. For me, it's a hard conversation. It's a, here's how I feel. Can, can we chat about this? Is there, is there a line? Like, do you, you know, do you, does it bother you when I share my relationship with you? What, what is your trigger? Have that hard conversation with her. And then if nothing gets better, that's when you then go to this person again, this friend, I shouldn't say that, um, you know, I shouldn't say that it's a her cause you just said a friend that's, it could be, it could be your male counterpart or friend. Um, regardless, go to them again and say, listen, this is, it's not getting better. And this is really bothering me. I'm going to have to remove you from this point in my life. I'm very happy. Um, and I, I really want you to get the help that you need and feel the support. And if I'm not giving that to you, um, I think that we should like take a little break. Let's catch up in a few weeks. Um, let's get lunch, you know, do something like that and maybe just minimize the times that you're around this person. Because when you have that negativity, let me tell you, dude, having negative people in your life that drains you and you don't deserve that. So for me, it would be having a hard conversation, having a sit down, maybe going out to dinner, doing this at a really nice spot so that you guys can have a non-heated exchange because you'd be in front of people and just kind of chat, chat it out, be friends. That's what that's what's, what maturing is about. It's about having those hard conversations and then walking away and going, hey dude, still fucking love you, but let's fix this, right? Someone asks, what are we wearing to late fall weddings weekend before Halloween? So not costume. Can you imagine rolling up in like a fucking scream costume? Like, Hey guys, are we, you're like looking down at yourself, like fully dressed. You have blood dripping down fake blood. You're like, are we not doing, so we're not doing this. They're all staring at you in their ball gowns. <laughs> that would be terrifying. Um, honestly, in my opinion, I like the look of a long dress, either number one, kind of tight to the body with a long sleeve. You could do a long sleeve with like kind of a tighter bust area leading into like a flowy long dress, or you can do almost like a spaghetti strap or a tank style, like a short sleeve, um, sleeveless dress, and then have a really cute, like shaw. Is that the word maybe the shaw or like a, an uppity style cardigan. I'm not talking like an American Eagle cardigan. Okay. I'm talking like something that could go over a nice dress. That would be my picture, uh, picture of it, especially if we're outdoors. Um, but if we're indoors, in my opinion, wear whatever you want, just stick with those darker colors, like a dark plum, a dark red, a dark Navy, um, even a dark, like burnt orange, burnt caramel, you know, the Brown stuff like that. I think that would look super cute. 
Someone says, boyfriend of three years won't commit. We are finally, we are in our thirties. I think I already know the answer. Yeah, babe. Yeah, babe. That's tough because in our thirties, we truly are still so young and I don't want to minimize that. Like it's not like, oh my God, we hit our thirties. We're old. We should be married. We should have kids. We should, times are changing, babe. Okay. We, some people aren't even having kids till their fucking forties. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we do have to kind of change that, that, uh, society idea in our head of when we should be doing X, Y, and Z in life. Everyone's on their own journey. I will say though, with you leading this conversation with saying won't commit, that would be a little bit worrisome for me. At this point, I don't think there is any other question besides if it's if it's at this point for you mentally, you need to throw an ultimatum or get the fuck out, right? I, I think that's really just what it comes down to is if he won't commit, you give the ultimatum of to commit or you're gone. I think this is really sticky and why living with someone prior to any form of commitment outside of just dating is, is can it can be difficult because all of a sudden your counterpart gets used to having you around, you're cooking, maybe you're cleaning or you're sharing household chores. Like he does this, you do that. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, why, why should we get married? We're already doing everything. It's like, no, that's not the point here. So that's when it becomes a little bit sticky in my opinion is marrying, or I'm sorry, getting into living together or having those shared expenses prior to commitment. When Wyatt and I, just a little side note for anyone who's listening to that and going, oh fuck, I'm doing that same thing. When Wyatt and I moved in with each other in Florida, we did, we were not engaged yet. I told him prior to moving, if we are not engaged within six months, I am leaving and we are not dating anymore. We set that precedent from the start and I did because I was already really, I was a little bit disappointed in myself for, for living with him prior to marriage just because of my values and how I wanted to, how I pictured my life to go. But at the end of the day, I didn't give a fuck and I was not about to be long distance again. So I chose that. But with that, I came in with that commitment promise, right? And and we did. And then within, uh, we moved in in August and we were engaged the beginning of October. So within eight weeks, we were, we were engaged. So that would be um, something I would piggyback off of, but girl, just have that, have that hard talk, talk. <laughs> Have that hard talk. Um, last semester until my bachelor's while working full time, and I'm 19 weeks. Tips. Whew. That's that girl, that's a lot. Okay. The one thing I will say is you can do it. You're you're gonna do it, you're gonna finesse it, you're gonna crush it, and all of a sudden you're gonna look back. You're gonna look back in, let's say, so 20 more weeks. You're going to look back in six months. You're going to have your bachelor's. You're going to be maybe on maternity leave or something of that form. You're going to have a baby. You're going to look back and you're going to be like, dude, how the fuck did I just do that? But you're going to do it. And that's exactly it. You're going to do it. And when you're done, you're going to be like, I don't know how I did it, but it's done. That's literally my only tip for you. You need to take it one day at a time. That's it. One day at a time do not look at it as a whole. That is when you will spiral. And this goes for anyone, anyone who has something big coming up in their life um, or something that they're working towards or whatever, one day at a time. This is something I've really actively had to do and learn how to do 
myself, teach myself, how can I be better at taking it one day at a time instead of looking at things as like a whole, you know, a whole like three years as a whole, you know, oh my God, fuck, I'm so scared, you know, whatever. It's like, no, what can I do today that'll better set me up for tomorrow? And then once I'm in tomorrow, what can I better do today to set me up for the day after? That's that's the mentality you need to take and approach it with. Leading off of that, we have another person that goes, how do you navigate postpartum mom guilt and depression when you can't afford therapy? This, this hurts me, number one, because we have the worst maternal fucking health care in the fucking world. We have the worst health care in the world. I saw a tweet last week and I reposted it because it pissed me off. And it was something along the lines of like, how do we expect, how can, how can we just perform a cesarean section and cut into multiple layers of muscle, rearrange organs, take out a baby, and then sew the mom up, send her home two days after, and, and expect her to go carry a car seat into the first baby's pediatrician appointment. That is a major surgery. And there's no free therapy, free physical therapy that comes after it. No um, teaching of certain things. No one understands her pelvic floor. No one understands why am I still peeing when I'm doing jumping jacks? Fucking terrible. We need to do better. And this is exactly why I am getting my pre and postnatal certification. Because yes, I already know all this stuff. I'm a mom and an educator. I understand. However, I want to help women with this. Now in this description right here. We're talking about mom guilt and depression. Okay. That, that is something that I would not be helping with, right? That's out of my scope of practice. However, I do know that better help does, um, is it maybe takes insurance or does financial, um, programming. I'm not sure if it's free. I, I genuinely have never looked into it that deeply. Um, but that is an option. I would also be curious if you go through your health insurance, if there is X amount that you could get offered. Um, and then the other thing I would say is go to the hospital that you delivered at and express like worry about yourself. Um, and then they should be able to maybe provide you with free in-house services. Um, and then there is also the um, the national helpline, this is for, um, different like disorders, um, that you could also go to as well. Um, and they do have a phone number. Um, this is for the substance abuse and mental health services of America. So this is really for like anyone, um, in that number, I'll just give it to you right now. It's 1-800-662-HELP, 1-800-662-HELP. This does not mean that you need to be suicidal or anything of that sort, but if you just need someone to talk to, maybe here's where you can start. Okay. So that, that would be my biggest, um, my biggest thing to you and also being sure you're opening up to your family and other people who could support you in that way as well. Mom guilt, I promise it gets easier. Um, just remember in order to be the best mom, you have to be the best you. And that's what it comes down to. Um, recently engaged, any wedding tips, to do's, don'ts, fitness, decoration, family question mark. Okay. Number one, congratulations. Number two, bride guide. You have to do my bride guide. Okay. Everyone that's done it has looked fantastic for their wedding. They've loved it. They love the experience. They feel shredded. They feel strong. They feel sexy. Number two, 
if you can get into a challenge with coached option between the, now and your wedding would be a great opportunity to have some macros, have a little bit more oversight for your fitness. Now, when it comes to wedding tips, do and don'ts, do get a videographer. I don't care if it's your fucking cousin who just kind of knows how to work a camera and edit a few videos, get a videographer. You want someone videotaping these special moments. You cannot press play on a photo. You cannot press play on a photo, okay? I think photos can transport you to a memory, but I love a video and being able to watch watch a memory, right? Um, other thing, do not go on your honeymoon right after. Don't jet set. Wedding's done, do not leave the next day. Take a few months, take a few weeks, all right? Um, other thing I would say, do not spend a fuck ton of money on flowers. Just don't. Okay, go bare minimum, go get fucking fake flowers. No one cares, no one's gonna remember. Do get whatever kind of alcohol and drinks you want, but also do pay attention to the crowd that you are bringing into your wedding and reception. And I only say that because I know a few weddings who have actually done no liquor because they know their family has a history of alcoholism or something of that form, or they have a few friends who just go way too off the handle with liquor. If you want liquor as a bride and groom, feel free, have that for yourself, have it in a safe place where you can drink it all night, but not the overall reception, okay? I wanna say that that is probably the biggest thing is just to know your crowd, know your family. Liquor in a a big party, we've all been to college or high school or we've been to a party, it can get crazy fast. That would be my biggest tip is just kind of also knowing the people that are gonna be there. I know you might think, oh, it's not fair, it's my wedding though. It's like, absolutely, yes it is, but do you want shit to go down at your wedding? Probably not. Uh, My other biggest tip, this is from me personally, in my opinion, do not get a strapless dress. Do not get a strapless dress. It is so fucking annoying to pull up and have to hold up. It really is. I'm so grateful I went with a high neck, like strapped dressed. I'm so grateful. Those those would be my, my few quick ones. We do have an episode on Below the Influencer of like wedding do's and don'ts and stuff. You might have to scroll back a little bit, but we did do a full episode on like honeymoon mistakes and wedding stuff. Definitely listen to those. Those are really fun. Um, Okay. (sighs) 11 days. Okay, we got a lot of mamas here. So I love answering questions for you guys. Um, 11 days postpartum with baby number two. I feel like I'm never gonna get used to two kids. I'm glad you recently did. Maybe um, a little bit of podcast on it. I'm just struggling. I totally get it, dude. I had my extreme mental breakdown a few, probably like what, a month ago now. And I needed that. I feel like I was just at my breaking point. I promise you get, it gets easier. 11 days postpartum, like thinking back to where I was at that point, you're still recovering, dude. Like your vagina's still been ripped apart or your, your stomach's been cut into your, your, you got the baby blues, which are very common. Like all of these emotions are just really hitting you. And it's a lot. It's a lot to see at that point. Fast forward to even a month postpartum, you're gonna be like, okay, okay, I can do this. Two months postpartum, you're gonna be like, okay, I can still do this. Three months postpartum, you're gonna be like, fuck yeah, I'm doing this. Four months postpartum, you're gonna be like, I'm absolutely doing this. And then you'll be where I'm at almost five months postpartum and you are fucking crushing it. Okay. You are fucking crushing it. Ask for help when you need to ask for support, communicate, That's the biggest thing I can say. And like I said, do not be afraid to ask for help. If you, I feel like uh, as a mom or even just in general, I hate asking for help. Like I hate calling my mom be like, mom, like I really wanna 
go out on a date with Wyatt. Will you watch the kids? That makes me feel so guilty. Like I do not want to use my mom's time ever. Um, that's just an example. But the immediate thing out of her mouth was like, oh my God, yeah, I'm so glad you asked. It's like, shit, you're right. I, I do need to ask. So ask, ask for help. Hey, mom, cousin, aunt, friend, best friend. I'm really struggling today. My house is a mess. Could you just help me today? Come over, watch the kids while I vacuum or would you mind helping vacuum my house while I put the kids down for naps? Ask people. I feel like people are so much more apt to help than we think. We just don't ask enough. So I promise that you'll get used to it. I promise that you'll be better at it. I promise that you'll feel confident in it. And before you know it, you'll be at that point where your, your confidence is there and you're proud. And every day you're just like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm doing this. So your struggle is real. Your struggle is valid. Your struggle is key because if we didn't struggle, we wouldn't notice when we're thriving. And I promise you will get there. Boyfriend of four years broke up with me today. I know it's best, but I'm scared to start over advice, dude. I wish I could elaborate on this because I wonder what it's like dating in today's world. I really do. Sometimes I sit there and think about it and I'm like, what, what is today's world? Like, what is dating? Like, what, what are, what do people expect nowadays? Cause I feel like it's changed so much. The last time I dated was like Wyatt. This is back in 2015. Bumble just came out. I didn't even use Bumble and I used Tinder for like a smidgen of a second. But even then I was at the time I was playing volleyball and I didn't want to be like that girl who just, you know, oh, you play volleyball. Like, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, dude, she's on Tinder all the time. Like, I just didn't want to be that person. Um, and looking back, I'm like, that was so stupid. I, you know, do you, but I don't know like what it would be like. I don't know good advice for today's day and age. And I'd be interested to hear from you guys. Like what is dating like right now? Are people looking for serious relationships? Like, do we feel like people are still just fuck boys? Like, what is the vibe? I would be curious. My best advice though, to you, just knowing how it feels to go through a, a massive breakup and then finding that person that you love, you always, it really never fails. You find them when you least expect it. And I think it's scary, especially after four years of commitment to someone to start over. But girl, be a hoe, be a hoe. That, that's my advice. Be a fucking hoe. I feel like we've had this stigma for years that women aren't allowed to have fun and feel pleasure or else they're like this big slut be clean, be smart, use condoms, use any form of protection, ask questions, you know, whatever, be a hoe. Enjoy finding yourself right now. Enjoy finding, sure, finding a partner maybe is your end goal, but use this time to find you, right? In four years of a relationship, you, you are who you hang out with most, right? And that is your partner. You're without your partner now. So who are you? Who are you? go out, find yourself, find good sex, enjoy, suck some dick safely, have fun, be a hoe. And I say hoe even in, in like a nice way. Have fun. Be a fucking confident woman. That, that's what I would say. Go to a bar, take yourself out on a date, go to a movie by yourself, enjoy being with you. Get a new dildo, get a new vibrator, discover yourself. That would be my biggest tip. And I hope that that helps. Okay. Um, man, we have so many. I, I just, I love doing these. <laughs> um, 
Hmm. Okay. Quick question here. Wait, did I miss something? Why no new podcast from you and Emily? Below the influencer is on a break. Um, we have been, we've both just been so busy and, um, we've just, we called it kind of like a cap on the current season. We're looking to restart up, um, in the next few months, but we just wanted to take a break, almost release it out like seasons and have the opportunity to just chill end the year, relax, work on our clients, you know, all that stuff. Okay. Big sissy does B. What should I wear for my fall engagement shoe? I'm going to go right back to kind of what I shared with the wedding guest. Stick with the dark colors. I'm actually doing a family shoot next week. Um, well this week and we are doing jeans, no shoes. Cause we're going to go to the beach. All the boys are going to be in a white shirt, kind of like just a cash white. And then I'm going to be wearing, I believe a dark brown bodysuit. So that's what I'm doing. I feel like for men, you cannot go wrong with them wearing like khakis or a dark jean with like a nice dress up shirt. And I feel like then for engagement, like for a girl, you could do the same vibe with a cute shirt. You could do a cute cardigan. Um, but my idea is how can I put these pictures in my home and match the aesthetic of my home? So we have a lot of beige walls. So I was like, okay, I want to keep it very dark and neutral so that they would pop really good on the wall and make for like a nice moody aesthetic. So that's what I would say for you is like, look through your closet or look on online, whatever, and find what would then match like the vibe of your home or where you would want to put these pictures and make them look really nice. Um, cause typical me would go like neon colors. That's not going to look nice on a photo, right? It's not also not going to photograph well. So that would be my tip for you. Also keep it fun. It doesn't need to be like a crazy, beautiful dress. I did mine in a gown. I did mine on the gown in a, in on the beach in a gown from Lulu's. I did a cute like romper with wedges. Why it was like in jeans. And then my last fit I did. Um, what? Oh, I did. We did a little at home shoot too. And I just wore jeans with a cute sweater. So make it very just like normal. What would you take a picture of on Facebook and post? Keep it. Keep it true to you guys. Um, where do you get all your cute baby sleepers? 90% of them are from Meyer <laughs> or Target. Um, I do, if we're talking about nice sleepers, I love little sleepies and I also love kite baby, K-Y-T-E. Um, those are probably my favorite places to still buy like nicer baby sleepers, but not something that like I spend money on all the time. Like I'll get them a cute, like festive, nice jammy or like Burt's Bees or something. But then the rest of them I'll get from like Gerber that are like, you know, $8 for like a pack of like five. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of really good ones on Amazon too. Let's see. Let's go one more here. And then I have a huge, um, DM gaining muscle. Okay. We'll do two gaining muscle while breastfeeding. This is really difficult only because breastfeeding takes so much additional calories to keep that milk production high. You really want to make sure that if you want to actually legitimately gain muscle, first off, it's going to be a little bit difficult because you're not sleeping as much. And in order to properly recover, we do need some adequate sleep. So that might hinder the ability to really like get strong, strong until that baby is sleeping a little bit more in the night, but you're going to want to add additional calories. So to gain muscle, you already need to be in a surplus. Well, 
when you're burning calories from just breastfeeding alone, you're going to have to add even more calories to eat. So say that right now you're eating 2000 calories and that's like your adequate intake. Add on 500 approximately from breastfeeding each day exclusively. Then if you want to be in an additional surplus, you're going to probably want to add on another three, four, 500 total per day, right? So it's all going to kind of depend on where your metabolic basal metabolic rate is currently. Then you got to kind of factor in that metabolic rate being a little bit higher due to breastfeeding, then add on additional calories. So really at the end of the day, what it comes down to, you got to fucking eat and you got to keep a cardio output pretty minimal. If you want to walk a little bit, yeah, sure. Cool. Do not be incorporating like huge amounts of hit circuits, tons of high intensity cardio. Last one. How can I be more self-aware when I know I'm getting frustrated? Um, is that even a thing? LOL. I do think that's a thing. And I think it's just noticing that about yourself and how can I, how can I keep it away from other people? So like for me, I know when I become frustrated, I need to be left alone so I can kind of like get into my own head. So if, if you find yourself getting frustrated and say you're in a conversation with someone end that conversation and you know, Hey, uh, I'm just making an example. I hear you. And, um, I, I'm going to go take a few minutes. I'm going to take the day. I'm going to take the hour, whatever. I'm going to go reflect on this and let's revisit this conversation again. Or like, Hey, I can tell that I'm getting a little bit worked up right now. I don't want to take that out on you. I want to make sure that we're really talking about this. Can let's just, can we talk in a little bit? I just, I need a second to cool down or something of that sort. I feel like the more honest and open you can be in that way of telling this person, Hey, I really do want to have a great, a great, quite a great conversation, but I need a second. I feel like that person's going to honor that and go, Hey, okay, cool. Let's chat later. And if they don't honestly fuck them at that point. But if you know that about yourself, you're like, Hey, I don't want to turn this into something. It's not. Can I just like, can we take a breather? Let's come back. Let's chat in 10 minutes or let's talk tomorrow. Can I text you later? You know, whatever it might be and and calm that down. The more aware you are of when that's happening, um, I think the better you can be and the more people will respect it too. Okay. Last question. This one's really long or it's a DM little long, but both my best friends are going through a divorce or separation from their partners. So it's been hard to talk to them. My boyfriend and I have been together for over three and a half years and we've lived together for the past two. We've been looking at houses, fuck this market and got a puppy together. We've had conversations that this is it and we're each other's person. In the summer, he finally brought it up that he does want to marry me one day. At that time, we both left our jobs and there was an uncertainty of future in our jobs, finances, and if we would be moving. And he said, this isn't the time. Now, things have settled down and I'm ready. I'm 28 and I want a family. I'm afraid it's going to be hard to have kids and we'll never um, be able to because we waited so long. I also want a marriage and a proposal to be his choice. I don't want to pressure him into it. Why is this hard to bring up to him? I feel so guilty telling him I want to get married because I don't want to be like, hey, buy me a fancy ring and pay for a wedding. I know financially a house is our first priority, but I'm very much just ready for this next step. I don't know what kind of big sister advice I need here, but maybe just another perspective. Maybe I'm being impatient. Can you call me out on that too? Okay. Let me revisit the story of Wyatt and I, because I think this is super important. Wyatt and I were, I graduated in 2017 from college. He did not graduate until 2018, 2017 girl. I was ready to be engaged. We had been together for three, two years. I'm sorry, two years at that time, but I was, I think I was 22 and I was still ready to be engaged. 
2018 rolls around. We had talked about this. We've, you know, I started bugging him about it. 2018 rolls around. He graduates and I'm like, Hey, when are we, when are we going to, when are we going to get married? When are we going to get married? When are we going to, when are we going to get engaged? I really want to get engaged. I want to get engaged. It, it did come to a point and I'm telling you this. He told me, Des, stop talking about it. He told me that he said, I don't want to hear about this again. You know, I want to marry you. I just graduated college. I haven't even had my first paycheck of my big job. Stop bringing it up. And it was, it was kind of harsh. I'm not going to lie. Cause I, I then felt very guilty. I was like, holy shit. Am I, am I pushing him way too hard? Cause I agree. You want to feel wanted. You don't want to feel like you're pushing a decision. So after that, um, I told him, I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I really, I want to be with you, you know? And he reassured me. He's like, Des, like, I want to be with you too, but we, this is financial. You know, I got to make sure that I have money and we have money and we're paying for this apartment together. Yada, yada, yada. Fast forward a few months later, we get engaged. Okay. When he told me like, stop talking about it. He was also in the process of financing a ring. Right. So, I would say there is definitely a fine line of pushing, pressuring, and bringing it up when you know that their finances maybe aren't as strong right now and there's that uncertainty and you want to buy a house and you got to get a down payment and all these things combined, right? The only thing that I would say is if you're looking to, if it's not about the ring and it's about the commitment, look into moissanite, rings. I personally have a diamond ring and I love it. I, it was so special. It's beautiful. It's, it's what I wanted, but looking back, it wasn't about the big blingy diamond ring for me. It was about the commitment to me and the person that I love with all my heart. Right? So if I could have gone back and done something different, I would have done a fake ring. Like I would have done a moissanite. Um, I, I don't know if it's considered lab grown, I, I don't know. It's just, it's not a diamond, all right? It's a type of stone that mimics a diamond. They're way cheaper. They're still customizable. They're still beautiful. And at the end of the day, people don't come grab my ring finger and go, oh my God, you have a diamond? Like no one fucking cares. So if it's not about the, the actual diamond, about a big ring, blah, 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 do, you know, give him the okay of something cheaper, you know? Cause maybe that's, that could also be a stressor is him thinking, oh my God, she wants a seven carat diamond. You know, it's like, no, like I just, I want the commitment. And I think if that's maybe how you can voice it, like maybe that could be cool. Like, Hey babe, I just wanted to show you these because when we're ready and when you're ready and we're ready to further that relationship together and we're ready to make that commitment, I just want to let you know, I don't need I don't need a diamond. I just need you, you know, and I've found these and these are really beautiful and we could still save more money for a house and we could prolong our engagement. We could have a longer engagement. It's just about the commitment. You know what I mean? So that is an option. Um, and I think that moissanite rings are, are really beautiful. Um, I, I really do. I, sometimes I still send them to Wyatt. I'm like, Hey, if if you ever want to, if you ever want to get me in another ring, <laughs> but really they're, they're very pretty. And I don't think that we need to hold this standard of like, Oh, he doesn't buy you a diamond. He doesn't love you. It 
finances are different nowadays. Shit's different. Okay. Who's to say that at your 10 year anniversary, he doesn't then buy you a diamond. Like it, it just, it doesn't represent, oh my God, your marriage is going to be great. Cause he bought you a honker of a diamond. Like that, that's not true at all. So that would be my biggest tip to you is number one, have sit down, maybe have a legitimate conversation about it. Like, Hey babe, can we just have an open-ended conversation about this right now? so that we can just get it all clear. Let's clear the air. Let's clear this tension of it. And then like, we don't have to revisit it. Let's just make sure we're on the same page. And then you don't have to talk about it because at the end of the day, if he tells you in this conversation, babe, like you're the one I'm waiting for this, you need to trust him. And that's also a part of it. You need to trust him. I do understand your timeline for like wanting a family. And I, that's totally valid. And that's something you could voice in that conversation. Um, but you also don't have to be married to have kids. And I also just want to clear the air about that too. I just want to clear the air about that too. You do not have to be married to bring in a beautiful life into the world of two people that will love a child. You just, you don't have to. Um, If that's a personal belief of yours and that's what you want to do, I also completely validate you and fucking, I totally get it. Okay. But just because you have a child prior to being married doesn't make you a piece of shit, doesn't make you... A, a baby mama, whatever it's, it is totally your guys' relationship and your call. So I hope that that could help you a little bit and give you a little bit of insight, maybe some things to look up to, um, and tips. Okay. Um, I could go on and on guys. I love talking to you. I love answering questions. I love giving advice. I love chatting and, um, just kind of wasting an hour with you guys. So it was my rest day today. Got handmaid's till tonight. I'm excited. I hope you guys have been keeping up with this past season. I don't know about you, but there is not one moment passes that I do not like Serena more and more and more. I do not wish well for her. Let me just say like that. I do not wish her well. All right. I hope you guys have a great week. Go pitch up, pick up some spooky bitch merch, spooky merch in general. Let me know if you have any questions as always rate, review, subscribe, send this episode to a friend or go back, find a good episode, send it to a friend. Hey, you know, this is my favorite podcast. You should listen to this one. And she has a new episode every Sunday. It's just fun. She's like out of 10, seven annoying, like out of funny, seven funny looks probably she's a hard nine. She's a hard nine with makeup on. She's a hard nine out of 10. But pod, podcast is pretty good. That's all you have to say. All right. I love you guys. Have a great Sunday. When in doubt at checkout, use code DESBY and we'll chat next week.